Welcome everyone to the dropshipping power hour or two. Might go two hours. We don't know yet. But it's Joe and Mike back again, buildassetsonline.com. And today we're going to be doing finding million dollar dropshipping suppliers live. We're going to do it live. And we're not going to just find products. We're going to actually find suppliers, write down the suppliers, look at their websites. It's going to be pretty uh, in-depth, I'd say. Maybe we'll call one of them. Nah, I don't know about that. Maybe. They'd be pretty funny. But yeah, you know, we were going to use chat GPT for this, Joe, but it's down. What do you know? I think that kind of made the point that we were going to make in that video for us. You can't rely on these, these friggin' AIs. <laughs> You're, you have limited time in the day. You got to call some suppliers. You got to find some suppliers and the AI is down. Well, I was on a call with a student today and we were discussing his SEO strategy and he was saying how he followed a video. He, I was looking at an article he wrote and I didn't actually read the article, but he was telling me how he produced it was he followed a video that Doug Connington made about how to use AI and chat GPT to get around AI detection. And so he was able to get the post to 0% like AI detection. But at the end of the day, the whole thing took him four hours to write the article because he's he's doing it. He's making an outline in one thing and then sending it to chat GPT and then back and forth to 10 million places. And it's not as if the AI stuff isn't impressive. It definitely is. And there's definitely use cases for it, which we are embarking on hard right now. If any, I, I mean, we have an AI project. I, I, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. It's crazy what's going on with that. <laughs> but generally speaking, I feel that it still takes more time than it's worth to get to the direct path of, of making money. Right. Because as with anything, if it's, if it's easy, then everybody's going to, everybody's going to do it. So the AI stuff, it's automatically going to make everything that's easy. Everybody's going to be able to achieve it and it's going to wipe it out. The things that are always going to be, you know, more income producing are going to be the skills that are hard to replace. And so, yeah, even with the AI thing that we're doing now, it's like, it's the execution of it has taken us all this time, these six years to even come up with. And AI is part of the tool to implement it. So as far as using AI for, you know, finding a niche or contacting suppliers, yeah, maybe, maybe it works, but I mean, the old fashioned way still works too. I don't, I don't want to be one of the boomers that says, oh, the AI, the and then, you know, no, I love listen in the past, but listen, I, I like the AI stuff. I've come around once I saw what it could do for this new website that we're making that I'm not going to talk about anymore after this. Uh, I feel that there's a lot to it and I want to continue exploring it. But I think the use cases, which are going to be where you can really, the use case where you can le really leverage the, uh, the AI to make a lot of money quickly there's no straightforward path to that and it's building the processes and finding the straightforward path to that. And you know, that's, that's what it's right. all about, but right. I don't the, think figuring out the path to implementation is something that as far as I foresee 
will not be able to be replaced. AI will become another tool in your toolbox, but it's never going to replace learning the skills and having proper execution. So that's all I got to say. The Vaughn the Von group says, stop Al Art. Well, I don't know who Al Art is, but we should stop him. <laughs> he must be on the loose. <laughs> I don't think there's any stopping Al Art. I feel like he, Al Art is going to take over. Yeah. Yeah. Clarence says, hello. Sean says, write a Python script for collecting supplier data. How about you do it? Anytime somebody tells me to write a, a Python script for something, I'm tuning out. Izzy Boomer. says, hi. MJ, M Jamal TV says, hey guys. I like that little avatar there. And uh, Sean said, Jack G chat gpt can't pick up my son from school that's for damn sure not well, yet can't do, can't do anything because it's down right now yeah bill gates buys it and then he, he turns it down but anyway you know if you're here leave us a chat let us know uh let us know you're here leave us a thumbs up and it you know it helps it helps the youtube ai we're all just working for these ai systems now but um i do want to make an important announcement before we get started we're doing a sale this show is sponsored by Build Assets Online, and you can take advantage of this sponsor and this sale by going to buildassetsonline.com slash plan. And Joe, we're not like a used car dealership. We don't we don't have you know the semi-annual sales event. That's just all the time, and it's just the same discount all the time. We never offer what we're offering right now. Ever. Maybe we've offered something similar like once last year, and then something, you know, kind of similar once the year before, but we're talking very, very rare, very rare. Do we offer a payment plan for our elite fleet membership and access to our high ticket dropshipping course? You get access to our blogging course, our freaking Kindle course. You know, we, we sold our Kindle business for over $340,000 or something, Joe. Nothing to sneeze at. But one-on-one -on -one coaching, the high-ticket dropshipping course, the niche selection masterclass, where we show you our exact websites. One of our websites that we sold for $133,000. We go in there. We look at the suppliers. We break it down as to how we built the store, how we picked the niche, how we viewed the suppliers, everything. And for us to be selling it for this much, it's truly a steal. The amount that I would have paid just to see a successful store, a store that was sold for over a hundred thousand dollars. I would, I would have given my kidney or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't but know, you don't, but you don't have to do that because you could just go to buildassetsonline.com slash plan enroll. Now, you know what, Mike, this is really, I would consider this a new year's special because yeah. we realize the new year rolls around. People set resolutions. They got goals and what better way to help make those goals a reality than with us here at build assets online yeah you get a one you get a one-on-one -on -one chat for three months for free included you get a coaching call with joe or mike for whatever you want and uh yeah lifetime access to the course this is uh this is serious stuff so yeah I, you better let's be get serious let's get right into it enough of the sales pitch enough even so though today, Although M. Jamal, C, he's, uh, M. Jamal TV says, I love the new course, no cap. Damn. I don't know what that means, new, but. 
You don't know what no cap means? No, no, new course. I guess he was maybe are we, the new version. I don't know. Anyway. I want to look at bicycles today, Mike. I feel like we're always doing this obscure stuff uh, yeah. when we're doing niche and product research. But I want to do something that uh, is more common, is more out there. More people have talked about this. Uh, bicycles, electric bikes. You know? Let's take it back to the streets. And I believe one of our students, I mean, I think without giving much money details away, has so, uh, you know sold a a store in this niche for a sizable amount. I think we've had multiple students sell and, stores. With yeah. This. So this is, this is one of these um, niches. I'm not, I'm not saying to do it because I don't know. You can do it if you want, but it's like, these things are so popular that it's almost like kind of immune to competition. And there's probably so many suppliers popping up. So, yeah, that, you know, you know what's cool. Say. You know what's cool about it too, though. I feel like it's something that's always evolving. Is that right? You know, you got the bike model from last year, and now the new ones are coming in, and they got a they got a little different, a little different. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's always gonna be new technology coming out. Like, I mean, even you know, electric bikes have been around, but I feel like just even the evolution over the past three years. Like, I never heard of a. They have like. uh electric bikes for like hunting. Now you have that one on the bottom left there. That looks almost like, um, it's like a beach bike or it's a, it's yeah. a city bike, but yeah, there's always, there's always different little variations coming out. The uh, fat wheels, the fat wheels are big. Yeah. So new suppliers always pop up. There's a lot of like innovation happening in the, in, in the industry and that's going to breed different suppliers. And what I like Joe is that these suppliers are more likely to be hip with it. Like for some industrial things, they're not really hip to the drop ship. It's no. all about the distributor business model or, you know, Home Depot is buying them by the, the skid, whatever the term is. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's just get right into it. I'm literally just going to, well, I just typed in bicycle. So let's type an electric bike. And uh, I'm going to open up a lot of things. I'm going to open up a lot of things. Right. So what's, what's well, the idea? The one thing we could do going? here is is we could actually uh, browse by brand. But I feel mm -hmm. like this has a pretty – right now, so right now we're in the really, the really early phases. So I am just trying to gather up. You know, I'm not being too picky here. I'm just trying to gather up as many uh -oh. brands as possible. Suo AI. <laughs> so what do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, what you're doing at the core is going to different websites that have e-bikes. And now you could see all the different e-bikes that these websites offer. And so this is automatically going to show more results in terms of pure suppliers than what Google Shopping had. Yeah, so these don't have uh, none of these webs. I'm, I want to have a website. I'm trying to find a website that makes it easy to mm. sort by brand, mm -hmm. which none of these are really doing. Izzy said, "Can you guys review my site on stream?" Yeah, yeah, yes. we, we like doing that. Um, email it. 
because usually if you try and type it in, it's probably not going to work. So should we just tell them the email? You think it's a info at buildassetsonline.com? Yeah, send it there. Info at buildassetsonline.com. And, uh, um, yeah, so yeah, I haven't been successfully able to find a brand list. <laughs> Go to my unique store. I feel like this is this is fake. What the fuck is this? Okay, get out of this. <laughs> How does this get approved for Google Shopping? Anyway. Oh man. Anyway, let's just uh, let's just look. I mean, this might take a second. So this one, this well, to me. Oh, that's oh. why that's why we're doing it live. See, this is like Toulouse. Um, yeah, they have a whole bunch of stuff, so they might have e-bikes. They're not going to be. It'd be easier if we find like a specialized e-bike store, something we want to emulate with our own idea. We're going to make a store. We're going to make an e-bike store. We want to find ideas as to what the store can look like, what kind of suppliers the store can have. So yeah, a lot of brands that we're coming up coming up with here are the companies themselves, and so Joe, I mean, those could be suppliers. Yeah, and they could. People say, oh, can you compete with the supplier they're advertising on their own? And the answer is yes. One of our biggest suppliers ever was our also our biggest competitor. And they would undercut us. They would do a whole bunch of things that actually sucked. But it just so happened to work out that they were – the products that they made were um, – I wouldn't say they were like the best quality, but – they were things people wanted. So right now we search electric bike. Like it's like the most generic keyword we could search. People get in the weeds with the keywords that they search electric bike with, you know, five wheels, a, a electric bike for the city, electric bike for hunting. And those are going to populate a whole different level of results than what we see just on the front page. When we search this big term, like if you had an electric bike store, the majority of your sales are probably not going to come from people searching electric bike. It's going to come from different things. But even with that being said, Joe, I mean, you're working up a list here. Where, where are we at in this list? We're at like 10, 10 different suppliers. Yeah, this is a bit um, hyper scorpion. I'm surprised no one uh, has a sort by brand thing. Well, Joe, again, I feel like just by the nature of the keyword that you searched, like. You're saying I'm coming up with too many generic uh, stories. I'm saying here. the people that are going to be pushing uh, to show up at the top of electric bike are going to be like their own brand. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, I would say, Joe, just, just pick one of these brands and just start searching that and then see who else is selling, you know, eco trick electric bike. Yeah. It's a good idea. Prometheus, is there a good way to message you guys privately? Yes. Email us info at buildassetsonline.com. Fajada. Here we go. So what is this? Yeah, I don't know. Is this this is hard. this is actually pretty hard to tell what's what here. I mean, Joe, you're 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 going through this like a wild beast. That's how I, that's how I, 
do it though. It seems like we're seeing a lot of um, people selling their own product, which again is which not is fine. necessarily a bad thing. So, but let's yeah, let's see if we could find a store that. So we know Iahara is a brand. They have a website. Let's but there see are other. There's yeah. multiple sites popping up when we search Iahara. Yeah, let's see if so, we can find a store that sells Iahara. Uh, so with the bike buddy. Uh, yeah. Or like, let's take this Troxus. Because we know that this is not sold by them. This is... This is in Canada. This is in Canada. Troxus is selling their... Uh, Really good e-bikes. Their SoCal bike is selling Troxus. There you go. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know why nobody has like a traditional layout with like brands or anything. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Well, there we go. All there we go. Now we have a list of uh, a list of brands here from an actual retailer. SoCal bicycle imports. So I kind of want to just, well, we could, we could just leave those up. It's not that all of them are going to be accurate. ETN, Balboa, Bianchi, Bianchi. Surface 604, Troxus. So now what we could do is we can search for something that they sell, Surface 604, and see um, what, uh, what other stores are selling Surface 604. So yeah, they're selling... You can see, like, like we're talking about, Mike, Surface 604 sells the bike, but that There's doesn't also mean other three stores under there. Um, compare prices from three stores. Where do you see that? Under like all those listings right there. Scroll down. Oh, oh, this, this, this. I thought you were talking about something else. So I'm saying more stores might be within that. Right. But I'm just looking at like here. I found another one right here. Electric cyclery. Right. So right now, I mean, we, we've, we have, we have a list of suppliers already, but now we're looking for a list of websites that are selling different brands, and we're going to get suppliers that way. You know what we're not doing, Joe? What? We're not looking at friggin' search volumes. <laughs> no. We're not making we're a not. checklist. Okay, we're not asking Tim. what chat GPT thinks. Zell. Yamaha, which we know. I mean, but you know, Mike, the thing is, I'm not even looking at, so I could be looking at some of the other stuff on here, you know, just to keep it simple. I'm not even doing that yet. So, you know, these boards could be another aspect yeah. of a store. I guess yeah, I'm not just looking at bikes right now. We can, we can get into the boards. We can get into all the different branches of uh, niches related to this one. But we're not even doing that right now. And you know what I'm seeing? You know what else I'm seeing, Mike? Um, 
Now, this stuff would be pretty cheap, but just just to get some inspiration, I'm seeing you know e-bike gear, e-bike parts, child bike seats. So ultimately, you wouldn't want to stop at the bikes themselves. But right now, you know, we're just kind yeah. of we're trying to keep it simple here. But we shouldn't. It's you want to think beyond the initial product as well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and the thinking beyond here, another uh, retailer that sells um, bike surface surface six oh four. There you go. This is a better. I like this theme. Do you? No good. It's all right. I think it's a pretty good theme. But anyway, what I was saying was, you don't always want to get too crazy trying to think beyond. Um the niche you're already looking at, like the first, you know, when you're just trying to get started, I feel like those things really present themselves down the line as you start getting into the weeds and calling suppliers and getting priceless and seeing the breadth of products that all of the, like a supplier may have multiple different product types. You contact them for one product type and then boom, they have like 10 and now you're off to the races on a whole new uh, set of products you hadn't thought about before. Right. This site does not make it very easy to uh, sort by brand here, but just doing a quick scroll. You have Tracer, F0, Switz, BBR Tuning. So let's write some of those down. I'll tell you something else, Joe. What? On the bottom there, they had a, a little Judge Me badge for the reviews. You see that? 18,000 reviews. That's a lot. Unless they're lying. <laughs> That's 18,000 sales at the minimum. It's like the amount of people that leave reviews is not a lot. So they probably have 50,000 sales on this store. Yeah. So let's, I guess let's keep going. Let's see if we could find more. Oh wait, this is the that's the supplier site. Oh. Jamal was giving us some insight, but I don't really know when he sent this. Um, I am Twigs. How do you offer financing like with a firm or something? Oh wow, we just we just found the brand list, Mike. There it is. So I mean if I was doing this for real, like for my own store, I would probably take half a day to do this and come up with as long a list as possible. So <laughs> let's just say, hypothetically, half a day coming up with initial list. And it would, you know what? If it was in this niche, it would probably be longer than this because there's a lot more that I haven't touched. But then, you know, you'd spend the other half of the day, which we're going to do next, is starting to look for the... Uh, the deeper information and filling out the uh, the phone numbers and stuff, which, which we're going to get to. We're going to start looking at some of the supplier sites themselves. But that's right after this short chat break. So let's see what the uh, the chat has to say. Um, Twigs asks, how do you offer financing like with a firm or something? Well, Shop Pay comes with Shopify now, I think, automatically, right? Or do you have to have a certain threshold for that? 
I'm not sure they offered it to us automatically. So yeah, shop. Well, pay. come on, we're build assets online. They I know, gotta offer it to us. I know shop pay is owned by Shopify and shop pay partners with a firm to give shop pay in installments. So it should be available to everyone. Uh, I'm going to search shop pay installments and see if it gives a requirement. And that's really all you need right there. But I do want to make the point that the amount of customers that actually use financing is pretty low. It's like one in five or one in 10. And Mike, aren't customers that use financing typically uh, more of a ball lake? Um, yeah. Yeah. If I see, if I see like a cheap order come through with financing, I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's not that you don't get the money right away, but it's just like, you want to sell to someone to where what they're buying, they don't really care about like the, the, the money part of it that much. Yeah. And I do want to say there is, um, if you search the shop pay installments, it'll take you to like their page about it. And they do say log in to check eligibility. Um, so, okay. It says in order to use shop pay installments, you need to be based in the United States selling in USD and have both Shopify payments and shop pay activated. So that's yeah. pretty uh, loose requirements. You should be able to do that. I have to clarify, not that they shouldn't care about the product that they're getting, but if you're cheap, if you're buying a cheap product on payments and it, you're doing that and the, the product itself costs like a tenth of your net worth or something, <laughs> it's just any little thing that goes wrong, even if it's not a big deal, like, you know, it becomes a big deal because it's so much of your bank account. Yeah, exactly. So he said, what if my orders are 10,000 to $14,000 per product? I want to make sure to be able to allow them to finance. Right. Again, um, even in this order range, it'll be one in five, one in 10. And People have just what we said, people can shell out money and it doesn't mean much to them. People do that within this price range. Um, but I want to say you shouldn't just have products in this price range. You should have them 10,000, 14,000, but you know, 5,000, 4,000, 2,000, etc. Because it's going to be different people can afford different things. And Somebody maybe will spend $2,000 on a bike. Some people will spend $10,000 on a bike. So it's more important to have a, a breadth of product offerings than just have financing. So that's what I'll say. I've been waiting for this email from Izzy because I want to look at the store. I love doing the store reviews, but uh, I don't think we got anything. People ask all the time and then they, I don't know where they go. <laughs> yeah. So um what I want to do here is let's start going through some of these suppliers and we want to make sure that we don't necessarily have to make sure of this but like we want to get the supplier's website and um for extra due you know what I don't even want to say this step but I was going to say you could check that other people are are selling them 
like other stores, mm. which, you know, I don't necessarily think that that's a big deal. Like, mm. I think just by looking at this supplier, um, oh, yeah. they, they have enough. What's that? It says become a dealer. Oh, does it? Okay. I was like, I was like, they have an affiliate program. <laughs> Boom. There you go. No requirement to stock product. We have many warehouses in the United States, which can provide fast logistics services. Shit. Damn. I'm, I'm trying to become a supplier. Yeah. So, I mean, it. I was honestly looking at their website and I was thinking, you know, they're probably, you know, they're mostly focused on selling on their own website. They, pr they probably might accept some um, other sellers, but probably a few, you know, probably not that many. And it's probably like, you know, you probably have to contact them and talk to them and, you know, and not mm -hmm. being, I thought it was not going to be a public um, thing like this, but I was wrong. I was wrong. Wrong you were. Actually, I mean, there, there's a bunch of people already selling these, Joe. Is there? I, I thought we couldn't find too many. I just searched it on my own and I, I found like a bunch of them. So go to eco, I mean, go to the search and then go to the shopping results. Scroll down. And then, I mean, it says compare prices from 10 stores and just click that. Which on which one? No, just do like that one on the right there, bottom right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Electric rides only, top ride electric, hunting giant. Well, there you have it. Uh, we should actually look at these stores as well, but we should, we would, but, you know, this is, uh, this is just for the, this, this is a hypothetical supplier search. Anyway, let's just write down their phone number here. Mm -hmm. In case. Hyper bicycles. The same thing. Yeah, I think you can a lot you can find a lot more underground stores in the compare area. Yeah. This is like a lot of Walmart e-cooler. I don't know what this is. This is weird. This is what are you thinking about this, Mike? This brand? Oh. Well, they look pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah, they um, might be too this. We might want to scratch this one. Yeah, this is see, an odd one. We could see if we could find their website just for the yeah, click it. So, I mean, do they have prices on here? No, no. Uh maybe, maybe it's worth it. I don't know. Again, doesn't I don't, hurt. I guess. Yeah, I would give them a call. It could be you get something like this. You know, this is what I like to call. And I'm just speculating here. We don't know until you see their price list. This is what I like to call a, uh, a fluff supplier. Yeah, they may not be the best. They may not be that $1 million supplier. But sometimes you'd need that 
to get to the one million dollar supplier because yeah. they see you're selling hyper bikes you're selling eco trick whatever you got some clout you're not just someone with a random demo store trying to sell a top of the line uh top of the line company you know you, you got to show you've been able to get in with some suppliers even if it's not the best suppliers like we're we do this all the time so we look at things from one angle the suppliers don't necessarily know how easy it is to get into another company's dealer program right and like so this brand specialized i pulled this up next um do they have, be, they have become a retailer this is a big company joe yeah so what, what, are, what are you trying to say with that i'm just saying so I, i'm saying so i i click the specialized cirrus 2.0 and there's a number of um retailer selling it and so for some reason it's pretty low priced here and much higher priced from these other sites and i feel like that could be a bug honestly hmm. that's weird this... anyway the point is when you see this how turned off would you be from adding it to the list because i feel like we like to see consistent pricing you know we don't want to see the 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 well, actual supplier undercutting a lot of the retailers which maybe they aren't because northwest bike is is not being undercut do these people have a um a location here northwest bike they do have a location to me this is like one of the biggest brands of in bikes so they'll probably want you to have a location but i mean joe look at this there's only four people on this shopping listing for a huge brand and so maybe like you're not going to get in with these people and it maybe not won't be worth it to get in with them in the beginning but if you have a store selling e-bikes whatever and it's going good you're starting to get some sales maybe you know some time has gone by you feel more confident you can go contact specialized you know you be like, yeah we got a warehouse here you know maybe maybe you got like uh i don't know maybe whatever your, whatever your registered address is if you just say that that's like a warehouse there's, a, there's maybe, no reason why once your store is up and running you can't rent a small space within a warehouse yeah rent a space 200 bucks a month and you say yeah i'll take in a, i'll take in a specialized bike whatever i'll take in some stock and now you've gotten in with the the biggest bike company. Yeah. And uh that's it. Bada bing bada boom. So again, it's not it's not the most direct beginner friendly play, but it's a play. Yeah. So let's uh <laughs> let's write this. Wait, that, <laughs> I thought that was a joke there. No. You, did you see what I was on specialized? Yeah. It says free shipping on orders over $50 except bikes. <laughs> yeah. I guess, the, you know, the accessories. <laughs> I wonder if um, that's why the shopping results were so mixed. Because of the shipping? Yeah. Yeah, you never know. I mean, maybe they, maybe they don't have map. I mean, it's possible, so... All 
right. So then we're looking at Frigo. Yeah, I'm not seeing uh I'm not seeing the compare price thing here. Are you? Uh go down. So this might be one where you could probably skip it altogether. Yeah, honestly, if you don't see the compare thing, that means that there aren't really people like – it's not like a real brand, if that makes sense. Because if it was a real brand, people would be selling under the same SKUs and uh, UPC codes, which would lead to the compare at type uh, situation. Yeah, so this one, Zum around. Um, let's check this out. So we've done a quick – Google Shopping verification. Let's see if we can find their website. Zamara, yep, they have a, So we found separate dealers and we found the supplier website. Dealers. <laughs> These people look ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it's like a standing bike. Is that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a scooter. It's just, it's. Just, I guess it's a scooter. It's like a bike scooter. Yeah. To, uh, but again that's what we talked about in the beginning always new stuff yeah I, we didn't know about these so they had the you want want to become a dealer boom yeah and now you're in the territory what do you even call this i call like, it a booter but it's got to be there's got to be a name for it stand up electric bike let's see Electric push scooters. Oh, pu oh. So I think maybe you, your foot, you you whack your foot on the ground. That that one on the left isn't a scooter. Yeah, I don't know. Scooters usually have much smaller wheels, right? Go to models. Go to models. The zoom. Uh, the maxi zoom. Just gonna show a picture. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah, maybe it's just a big scooter. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty weird, but I guess pretty cool. All right, so we got them. Let's go to extreme. Have we found our million dollar supplier yet? They could very well be in the list. But oh, I know, but. Well, let's let's break down what a, a one million dollar supplier is. So, to do one million dollars in revenue for a supplier, we'll say, why don't we say two thousand dollars average order value? In order to get to one million dollars, you have to sell five hundred of those products. Yeah. So that's less than two sales a day to do that in a year. Yeah, We, we didn't say a million dollars a year. We just said a million dollars. Okay. In getting my head, I was thinking a year. Getting a little loosey-goosey on us, Mike. I'm, I was thinking a year, but I, yeah, two sales per day. I guess technically, look, technically we could say it's a million-dollar supplier if you do it over – Five years. 
So this isn't this isn't clickbait. <laughs> no, but no, for real. To do to do it within a year, I mean it's feasible. We've had plenty of million dollar suppliers. But it's like one of our best suppliers ever, Joe. You would call them and you would got in with them. I didn't list them for like the first six months we had the store. Just because I was like scared. Like I don't know. I didn't think they were gonna sell. I don't know. Wait, what store are we talking about? The one it's we a store have. we still have, and it's it's one of our biggest suppliers for a store that we still have. And, oh yeah, uh, it, I, it it is our biggest supplier actually. Probably yeah, and so again, I didn't list them for the longest time just because I thought I don't know I didn't think people were going to buy them. I thought it was like going to be too complicated to list them. Yeah, and, I remember. Uh, I remember listing them was a big uh, to do. I still remember I was in like my old, my the first house I ever owned and we were creating like these tables and these things like I feel like we were really going in deep with the the listings. And that actually is a, a bit of a commonality for the 1 million dollar supplier as a as a concept. So even if we think about uh, one of the suppliers we talk about if you go to buildassetsonline.com/plan and watch our Nick Sludge masterclass we talk about a particular supplier in there that was probably our biggest um, supplier of that store. And this was that was really the first time we went like balls to the walls with making a our product page like very nice. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, but I don't recall the amount of effort being put into those product pages compared to the ones that we were initially talking about. That was that was the first time we really put effort into a product page. 100%. We like um I think we did things with like the code to make it we did things. We did things. Okay. I mean, I vaguely remember. I remember more the other example, but the one but, yeah. And even with um the one I was talking about that was like they would they would sell a lot on their own website on the store that we sold more recently. Yeah. That one had more effort in it too. So, really what what it's going to happen is you're going to get a bunch of these suppliers in like we have on the notepad here. And the best ones are going to present themselves to you. You're going to see, okay, I made a sale here. I send it in. It gets shipped out. No problem. This margin is, is great. And so it's like, how do I do more of this? So you're going to, you're going to invest more in the ads. And when you do that, you're going to have to say, Hey, I'm investing all this money in the ads. I might as well make the product page the best it can be. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is getting, uh, getting, getting intimate with your suppliers and taking the time, like we did on our interview, most recent interview with Raz, um, you know, we looked at his website and his website wasn't the most, you know, high tech thing with the best, you know, seamless user interface and images, but you could tell he spent time studying the products and there were, it showed in the product page. Yeah. And he has, he has a couple million dollar suppliers, I would say, not that he necessarily does that in the year, right. but the suppliers themselves are worthy of, of getting to that point. Cause it's, it's all about how you want to run the store. Right. And getting to a million dollars a year is going to require some advertising. It's going to require SEO articles. You, you know, you got to put effort in to get that much money out. And so it's going to be about seeing what suppliers are worth the effort. Right. So these extreme bicycles, I feel like, uh, these are looking pretty good too. become a dealer. Boom. And again, we see 
I don't see compare at, but we do see a lot of, you know, we see a couple different retailers selling these, these bikes. So yeah, we, yeah. I don't necessarily see a compare app, but I see different bike lover USA. Yeah. As long as you're seeing different unique websites explicitly selling the product. Yeah, absolutely. What is this website? This is. So the... Clarence asked, what is a realistic timetable from start to finish to have your store up and running? Look at this supplier direct. Anyway, kids four wheelers. Wait, wait. Skirt. <laughs> hit, AT, hit ATVs. There you go. We're getting into the weeds here. Save that for another day. What do you think, Joe? Realistic timetable. Well, I think it depends on you I, and I can't, I can't say that enough because let me tell you something that happened recently. A guy I met at jujitsu, uh, he said he wanted to try, you know, try his hand at, at drop shipping, whatever. Well, it, uh, anyway, I gave him the, he was looking for a job. He owned a business in the past. I talked about this last week. So anyway, I said, check out the course, got the course running through the course. He, he literally in one day, he went into like full concentration mode, got the site up, call all, you know, everything was set. I was like, oh my God. I was like, Mike, this guy, I think he's going to blow this away. I think he's going to blow this. I think he's going to have his first sale in two weeks. And I see him today and he's like, you know what, bro? You know, I got the, the kid, you know, the kids, the wife. I didn't get a chance to concentrate on it. I'm still looking for a job. And I was like, you know, I sung your high praises. And, uh, and look what happened. He let you down. So it's all about, it's all about momentum. And I think a realistic timetable on the low end is two weeks, which is what me and Mike did when we first started. But you have to remember again, that's all we cared about doing in those two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, your mic went out. Say something. Oh my god! Oh, I I actually hit the mute button. I think oh my god! Everyone hit the mute button. Anyway, when we did it in two weeks, it wasn't like oh yeah, you know I gotta take the kids out, you know this afternoon. I can't work on the store right now. Uh, yeah, you know I'm gonna go uh, to the gym. I remember it was just wake up, work on the store. At night, I'd go for a walk. Listen to <laughs> listen to a podcast about drop shipping. Yeah. You have to momentum is the most important thing. And that's how I that's how I could tell if somebody's gonna be successful is just how I see the momentum in, in their in their life with the thing long term. Anybody could have momentum for a day, for a couple of days, maybe a week, but when you are disciplined enough to keep at something. And keep momentum with it. This doesn't mean eight hours a day, but maybe it's just you're consistent one hour a day, two hours a day, et cetera. Over the long term, those are the people that are successful. 
So for you, it just depends how much time you have. If you can commit two hours a day to doing it and you actually follow through and do it, you're not all with the kids, whatever, then maybe it takes you four weeks to get the store going, but that's fine. So yeah, if, if you're at home, you've got nothing else to do. I think realistically, Joe, people can do it faster in two weeks um, if they have a business set up and stuff. Like without the, the those hurdles that just take time to get set up, like filing a business and getting a bank account and stuff. Yeah, I think that um, also depends on like the state, something like that. Yeah, uh, you know, I could set up a business in 30 minutes. Right. But uh, yeah, so it could be two weeks, could be four weeks. But as long as you just keep the momentum and you just keep immersing yourself in, you know, that type of thing, you, you gotta be listening to the podcasts about yeah. dropshipping. You gotta be just in that world. Otherwise you lose the momentum and it slips away. And then, Oh, I didn't find time to do it today. Oh, I'll do it next week. And then you're done. You're done. Yeah. Full immersion is, is really the, the key. Yeah. Yeah. So. But eventually, I mean, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be like that. It's in, it's really in the beginning. Yeah. Because at that, at that point you get, you get the rock over the hill and then at some point it starts going down the hill. Yeah. It, it's, it's, at, at some point, full immersion can become a hindrance actually, but not at the beginning. And it, the, you know, we don't need to spell out when that is like, you'll know because you'll be successful already. You say, okay, yeah. I don't got to do anything now. And you know, whatever I did yesterday will still the results will still come in tomorrow. Yeah, there's there's a threshold uh, to where you go from full immersion and doing things that matter to full immersion and just doing stuff for no reason that could be counterproductive. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not to be misconstrued, but you just got to keep up the momentum. Momentum. Charisma says, "Hey guys." I'm a Land Academy member, and I'm interested in doing high-ticket dropshipping as well. Do you think it's worth doing both? Both. Uh, well, I don't know if you just listened to the the last like five minutes, but it's going to be all about it. I don't know. You you answer this, Mike. Well, I was going to say this before. When I started doing land, I I had I knew in my brain I had to go full immersion because there would be no other way. There'd be no other way for me to ensure that I'd be successful land flipping than just by, I got to like take a break from doing stuff on the store, whatever. I'm just going to focus on land for as long as it takes to get that momentum going and, you know, just, just become successful at it. So charisma for you, it's going to come down to how much free time do you have? If you're already, if land investing is your, your full-time thing already and you kind of got it on autopilot, then yeah, I would suggest diversifying because, you know, as much as I love land investing, um, it has its pros and cons as far as cash flow. Like we could buy a property, maybe we sit on it for three months and we make a good chunk after we sell it, but it's you have that buffer time in between where you're not getting that consistent cash flow coming in versus with high ticket dropshipping, you make a sale for couple thousand dollars the the transaction is done that day and you make you know four hundred dollars whatever so you can't you can't discredit that but you have to fully immerse yourself 
in order to to be successful with anything. So, yeah, and either one and, until you hit the uh, the threshold to where you don't need to be anymore, and it's counterproductive. It's like a plane, you know. The plane can't be on uh, on cruise control when it's on the ground. You got to put in a whole bunch of energy, get it off the ground, get it up, get to altitude, and then you're chilling for you know ninety percent of the time. So, such wise words. Thank you. From such a and that's bold, why slash plan we have the bow blog blast off to show people how they can achieve orbit on not just their high ticket dropshipping websites, but their SEO, the articles they put on their store. Maybe they create a separate blog site. Joe, we have speaking of blogs blast off. I mean, we make a we we make a blog inside of the uh, inside the course. You're talking to me about selling it. You're telling me these these crazy numbers it's doing, and you're not even you haven't even paid attention to it. Yeah, that blog that I created in the course. Uh, I mean, basically, I mean it's not huge, but it's not that a sneeze at considering the effort I put in. I mean, it's making thirty fifty dollars a day. I haven't opened this website in I don't even know probably a year. It's just in orbit. Exactly. Transmitting cash. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Clarence said, is there a limit to the number of stores you should build in a specific time frame, say one calendar year? The most we ever built in one year was four. Or... Three, four. Yeah, and there's no. I, I wouldn't say there's a limit, but you have to ask yourself the question: Do you still have to? <laughs> back to the orbit metaphor. Before you launch a new one into orbit, is the other one orbiting? Yes, yes, and so I mean, like with this, with this one, with the with the um, the e-bike example. If you have like two, three e-bike suppliers and maybe you're making, you know, you're doing $10,000 in sales, like that's not the time to go start another store. You have a zillion other suppliers, you have electric boards, you have the kids ATVs. There's so much shit that you could get into so much more easily because you already have this store, everything's set up versus making a new store. Um, and so like for us, when we, when we made whatever it was three or four stores in a calendar year, we didn't understand these concepts really. Like we were trying to figure everything out ourselves. So we had one store and we were, we had a huge momentum problem with it. We didn't know what else to do. It was stuck at, you know, $10,000 a month, maybe 20,000 at its best. And we, we can't scale this up. We got to scale out. So we made one more store. And then we said, okay, that worked. That's getting some sales. We let that run for a few months. All right, let's make a new store. So, you know, I'm, I'm very pro having multiple stores. But if you have momentum on a particular store, you can't just say, all right, time to make, go make a new one. Especially in the situation where you have a bunch of suppliers. Yeah. So we have VeloWave here. Looking at some more uh, suppliers, VeloWave is for sale on 
uh, multiple. So on the dealer site, uh, hybrid time, this other website, multiple websites, this, um, really good e-bikes. Yeah. Raymore and Flanagan. So I want to answer this question from 11, 11 subs with no videos. LOL. I like this, this thumbnail or, uh, this profile pic. What? <laughs> what? <It's funny. laughs> Some people really look like that, Mike. I know. <laughs> what do you guys think is the best way to find a winning product consistently? I love when we do a whole video and then at the end, somebody comes in and asks us to answer the question we've been answering for 50 minutes in the video. Yeah. You know, I don't, I want to throw this out there. I don't like the term winning product. I think it's a bad, I think it's a term that the, uh, the, the low, low ticket freaking zoomers. Yeah. People don't even realize the language that they use. The language has been hijacked. Yeah. They this, have these, this, this term is really problematic. It is. But we, yeah. We need to be critical of it. Yeah. So why should we be critical of this language, this, this, this term winning product? Because it's a made-up concept that implies a specific thing. It implies that you are going to find a product. You're going to put up ads for it, whatever you do, and it's going to bring you back this return. It's just going to win. When the reality is a product may take a year before you figure out how to make it win. So the whole, the whole concept of, of this winning product is like, I get the product in, I test it. And is it, is it winning or not? And that's just not the way that we do things. It's not, it's just not, it's just a dumb, it's a dumb way to do things. VeloWave, contact the supplier, get them in, get their price list. You put up all their products. Maybe some start selling immediately. Maybe some you spend too much money on. You got to lower the bids. Maybe some, you know, they just don't wind up spending for a while because this one product works. It's making sales, whatever. And you're building up your store. And then by year two, you're reaching that $300 a day budget. And that one product you you totally forgot about starts making sales. You said, hey, I've been neglecting this. And then that becomes a, a, a winning product. Yeah. By the way, the dog is going crazy because there's like kids downstairs. So I'm not like purposely locking her in here. I mean, but you are purposely locking her in. Here. I am, but it's not like, you know, she doesn't have to go out or anything. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, I think it goes back to what we were saying before, Mike. Instead of thinking about a winning product, it's how many things do you have? I feel like my voice is cracking. Like I'm going through puberty, like, like Gary V style blueberries instead of finding a winning product you should be thinking about how many products you have in orbit okay <laughs> you have to be getting products in orbit and then even if they just sell once a month then you're going to be doing great because this is high ticket drop shipping the more products you have that you're selling the more money you're going to make yeah it's true it's it's true because yeah i don't i don't know how to say it any anymore but um not not to poo poo on you mr 11 subs with no videos but um yeah you just got to get out of that mindset of thinking like that and just 
you run the ads. Maybe some, maybe that you, the product doesn't make money in the beginning because you screwed up on the ads. That's not the product's fault. You got to figure out the, the logical bid, the logical position for that product to show up in to where it's profitable each and every month. And then it's winning. It's yeah. a, the idea that a product can implicitly be a winner or a loser is just, is just dumb. Yeah. By the way, now you have uh, 13 subs. So can cool. I just, I just subscribed. You got another sub after. Uh... <laughs> All right. Uh, M. Jamal, with this looming recession, do you think it will adversely impact high ticket drop shipping? Do you see or have you seen a drop off in your own stores? Uh, I don't know. I don't even like to think about this. Yeah. I, I mean, guess... it's too early to tell. Like, <clears throat> like a drop off since when? Like, I'm trying okay. to remember back to so i feel like since the 2008 financial crisis you were pretty young then mike right i was going to ask you if you actually remember implications of that i mean i feel like there were more implications then based on, like like a lot of stuff closed i think i feel like like a lot of stuff closed during covid and like obviously like the numbers of like the markets and stuff were lower but i don't know like i don't i feel like it would have to be pretty substantial in terms of like economic impact for it to have a substantial slowdown yeah um i don't know you know our, our last few months have been some of our biggest months for like our stores and stuff but I do think people are, are starting to feel it. Um, there's just no telling. There's no yeah. telling what it's going to look like. And to even play that game is just a momentum killer. Yeah, it's like how many people are, are paid to speculate on what's going on with the markets and the economy? And how many of them are like wrong most of the time? Exactly. If people could predict what the market was going to do, then everybody would be rich. So the point is that nobody knows what's actually going to happen and to let that kill your momentum and to not take action because of that hesitation is what's going to make you broke. Yeah. Especially the COVID thing. The COVID thing is, is the prime example of that. People would have had any reason to, if they were going to start dropshipping or, or doing whatever, they would have any, any reason to say, oh, this is not the good time you know, everything's shutting down, everything's closing, but all the while, nobody expected this housing, boom, e-commerce, boom, everything just way up. So, you know, what is there to say? You just have to get in it and then opportunities come, opportunities go, but when you're in a good position, then uh, you're in position to take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, I really like the orbit metaphor because I feel like that's really the best the best one that we've come up with to date because uh, I was on a call today with a student and he's you know working on his first store and I was kind of telling him about SEO and how it works and I didn't have the language to describe it, but it really is about how many things you have in orbit. How many pages do you have published online 
that are getting traffic? How many things do you have that are in the in cyberspace that are funneling any amount of income to you? Yeah. Even if it's not like a winning product. Anyway. Yeah. He said since the summer of 2022 when the doom and gloom started to set in. No. No, I, I, our students have good months. Well, we've, we've had, had some of months. our we've had our best months. Yeah. In terms of sales, I mean, we had a did we have a six hundred thousand dollar month? Multiple. All right. There you have it. How do you guys import supplier listings onto your store efficiently? Do suppliers give you a seamless method to integrate this into your store, or does it depend on the supplier? It does depend on the supplier as to how seamless it is. I would also say go watch our interview with uh, Raz because I think we go a little bit in depth into this because we're talking about how you know really becoming intimate with what your suppliers sell and making it clear on the website can can go a long way. So it's not always about the most seamless way, but it's about how can I take what's being sold and like best communicate it to the customer. And it doesn't have to be like some crazy copywriting thing. Like you could just make a chart of, you know, they have four different models and this model with the, with the case of the bikes, this one has a fat tire and it's got such and such horsepower on the engine. This one's got a skinny tire and blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah. Sean said July, 2022 was the biggest prime day yet. <laughs> there you go. Because you have all these factors going on at once. And again, all these variables is what makes things hard to predict. Just because there's economic doom and gloom, it doesn't take away from the fact that more people are shopping online than ever. And so like even with our stores, even again with economic doom and gloom, it doesn't take away from the fact that we've been putting in all this work into SEO and into our ads. So our traffic is up. So therefore it's going to translate to our sales being up. Would our sales be up more if this was 2021? You could make the case, but it's just about can you run things profitably? Uh, Hector said, should I be good with just SKUs? One supplier only sent me SKUs, no UPC codes. Well, um, you can go to UPC item DB, like database, UPC item DB, and look up the products and see if you can find UPCs for them. Otherwise, you should be able to get by with just a SKU. And um, that's all I'd say. Just when you go into, um, when you're importing things into Merchant Center, it'll ask you, do you have a UPC or do you just have the SKU? And usually the UPC will give you better visibility, but... That's all I got to say. Clarence said, uh, thanks for the insight. Venturing into a new path. I'm in logistics and move tens of thousands of products from various companies. I see the tremendous opportunity and the endless opportunity. Yes. Absolutely. Joe's going to go. Uh... <laughs> Let's see what he's going to do. Oh. And there you go. Lady Boss Browse, are the UPC codes the barcode at Hector? Yeah, 
the UPC code is a, a, a the barcode. Um, also could be called a GTIN. But yes, if you go to UPC item DB, that's the best way to um, find them if your supplier doesn't give them to you explicitly. So yeah, go to buildassetsonline.com slash plan and you can get access to our very, very rare sale where you can get a payment plan on all of our courses, one-on-one -on -one coaching. Joe is back. You can do a coaching call with him. And yeah, it's time to uh, time to get some momentum, you know? Yeah, time to put some more things into orbit. That's what we're all about at Build Assets Online. It's just we realized we can just keep putting things into orbit. And yeah. You got to just see what happens. So. You know, a lot of people are great at what they do, but they got nothing in orbit. Yeah, you could be a great stock trader, but after the market closes that day, you got nothing. You got nothing left in orbit. Yeah. And that was something you said today, Joe. Not to hijack your uh, your words of wisdom. Yeah, I mean, I thought that's that's obvious. Like to me, that's the most obvious thing is once you get a taste of the orbitual lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to be going back to being like a stock cuck. Stock cuck. <laughs> yeah, screw the, screw the laptop lifestyle. Be on the beach. We should do like a, a photo shoot of just you like on the moon. <laughs> you got to be a space cadet if you really want to succeed. Stock cuck. That's good. A market cuck? I don't know. What's the... That, 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 I like that name. That's a good name. <laughs> uh, Lady Boss, do the barcodes help you rank better in Google Shopping? Yes, that's that's what I'm trying to say. It can give you more visibility because Google knows the product. Like if you try and enter a custom product into Google, it's really not going to show you that much because it just doesn't know what it is. Um, so I don't have like hard numbers on what adding a UPC does for your listing, but sometimes Google will reject it if you don't have a UPC and you don't tell it it has a UP, if uh, you don't tell it that. So again, we, you know, we go more into in depth in this in the course and it's like, you have to actually do this stuff in order to figure it out. You can't like mind map, like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to call these suppliers. And then if I can't do this, I'm going to do this. It's just like, just do the shit. And then, you know, you, you fix each problem as it happens. Oh my God. Look at this. This is really what the, uh, oh, it's our portfolio. <laughs> yeah. This is a, this is our floating portfolio in space. Space garbage. Space junk. Yeah. I guess it's like all the metal parts that break off of, uh, like the rockets or whatever, like any, yeah. Anything that humans put into space, it gets stuck in the earth's orbit. Well, when I was in Hawaii, Joe, um, I worked on a farm in Hawaii for a couple of weeks. You would see the satellites orbiting because it was really? so clear. Yeah. Like not only would you see like all the stars and stuff, but yeah, you would see just like 
just it looked like a UFO, but they'd be like, yeah, those are just satellites. Maybe it is a UFO if you think about it, man. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't identify what it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know how they how are you gonna get rid of all that stuff, all those solar panels. So what else? Let me let me ask a question to the chat here. So I feel like we've gone we've gone through the supplier exercise. I feel like we've made a lot of good uh, points, a lot of good analogies. Hopefully you found some of it helpful. What do you want to see? We were thinking about doing a two-hour stream. Oh, are we streaming to Twitter right now? I might have set that up. I don't know. What do you what do you want to see us talk about? Like, I don't know if we could fill two hours with like finding dropshipping suppliers. Yeah. So, like, what 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 should we talk about? Yeah, this stuff it, it gets redundant because it's like you got to just do it yourself. Yeah. Do you want to see us talk about space junk? <laughs> cool sci-fi stuff. I believe chat GPT is still down. I know that see that would have made for a good episode. I feel like, um, can't rely on it. I feel like that would have, that would have given us like a lot to, uh, to talk about. I guess let's look at another supplier van powers. Let's see. Vanpowers.com. Well, here we go. Swearworks. How would you contact suppliers and what are the combos like? Well, that's uh, that's in the course where it works, but I mean, it's pretty simple. You basically just uh, give them a call. In yeah, the, in, you want to see us dropship the space junk? In this, in the course, I do a mock phone call. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just call them, you just email them. It's not much, uh, you know. It's not much to overthink about it. Um, anyway, van powers. How is this, what does this have to do with bikes? To charge your e-bike, maybe? Oh, wait. No, well, there's vanpower.bike. So there's van powers and then vanpowers.bike. So I guess they sell charging stuff and they sell bikes. Okay. Which is interesting because then you get into the realm of uh, char like not only electric bikes, but Charging them is a whole separate. Yeah. Portable oh. electric bike charger. Search that. Wait, hold on. I was just going to um, get their uh, information here. I feel like the marketing team that came up with this. I feel like I don't like, I don't like this domain. Do you think it took a marketing team? It was a team decision. I, think I, had, I just don't like the idea of a marketing team. I think they had a meeting yeah. about it. What, 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 do, what do you mean? I just, it doesn't make me feel good. The idea. <laughs> I mean, the company I used to work for, the there was half a building of marketing team. What they do? What a, nothing. They were worthless. <laughs> and one of the ladies was a real witch to me. <laughs> Why? You know, she just 
you know what the thing is about marketing people? They always just want to make themselves look good. Like they're just so in the mindset of, of marketing that they feel like everything is marked. They're just trying to market themselves. Like, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to explain. No, I understand. They get in that mindset of just, they're, they're just looking at everything through the lens of they got to, you know, persuade someone or something. Yeah, exactly. Like I was just trying, you know, I would have to, I was in like the R and D department. So I was just trying to communicate her with her, like man, matter of factly, like, Oh, this is what this is. This is what they want to do. Blah, blah, blah. And she would, it was always like 3d chess with her. It was always like trying to, I don't know. I had to look deeper into what she's saying to me. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I like marketing as a tool, but when it becomes this whole thing, like the way that we do it, I feel like it is pretty simple. I mean, you have marketing teams and they're having meetings over friggin' the domain name. Like, what the hell is that? I don't know. Well, I have to say, I I did enjoy the show Emily in Paris, and she is a marketing executive. And there's a lot of uh, content out there that talks about how bad the show is, but I don't care. I liked it. Okay. You ever see Mad Men? No, but I do want to watch that. That's kind of that's like old school marketing stuff, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but the marketing we do, I mean, it's, you're serving up pages to people on search engines that are searching for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's it. Finding suppliers for space junk. Finding suppliers and building relationships with suppliers. Do you know how the insurance stuff works? (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. The guy from uh, Jiu-Jitsu just texted me. This is uh, pretty... Dude, I swear. No, 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 no. This exact thing, what he texted me, what I'm about to tell you, uh, there's very few people that we like let in the court, like let in the course because they're our friends. But like we have like a real life friend, like we just let them in. Um, So we let in our other friends from the UK and they're still, I mean, they're actually selling stuff, but they took so long to get their store up. And they did this exact same thing. So the guy texts me, he says, I wasn't able to get on the phone with suppliers today, but I did make a nice email signature. <laughs> I remember that's I still what have my, an email signature. Yeah, no, we've now had, we have no email signatures for anything that we do. Yeah, that to me is the, yeah, that's like the ultimate waste of my life. It's shit like that. I don't know. Even at even at my my corporate job, I never did it. But the marketing team says you got to have one. Yeah. If you don't have an and email, that's signature- the shit. Like in like courses, like in the big courses, that they'll have like a module for like create a professional email signature, and they'll spend ten minutes, twenty minutes showing you how to create a friggin' email signature. Like, yeah, wow, this is really gonna help me come across good for the suppliers. Nobody, nobody gives a shit. I mean, first of all. The majority of, of email inboxes just cut it off. That's true. I actually – it's so annoying when you're scrolling. Like right now we have this – like a big ticket right now open with Empire Flippers. And I feel like when I'm scr- – well, I, I don't even know how that works. But they just clutter everything up. Yeah. You know who doesn't have an email signature? Pat Yates of Quiet Light Brokerage. He doesn't? 
I, no, he'll right. email. He's you. You send an email yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. He's replying back on the phone. He's not even saying. He's not even saying like Pat at the end. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, like, like, everything is just so fluffed up. Everything's just fluff and fluff. That's what I was saying with the marketing team. It's just fluff and utter. Entire, court, <laughs> entire half buildings dedicated to fluff. And it's it's, ama- it's amazing that these big companies can even afford that stuff. Like I don't I don't even understand it. They're paying all these salaries. People, nobody's doing anything. Nobody needs to be in the office, number one, for eight hours a day, the majority of them. And they're just paying them full salaries. They're letting them, you know, cater lunches, fondue nights. (laughs) Email signatures. Yeah. Anyway, do you know how the insurance stuff works with selling medical equipment? Any experience with it? Not every medical equipment involves insurance. So this is something I would say you can get into the industry and um, kind of figure it out as you go. It's not something that we personally dealt with, but I know people in those niches and uh, you can choose to kind of figure it out or you can just do stuff that don't require insurance. I mean, it's a a nice barrier to entry, but you know, I would say, probably something you would want more experience with before you embarked on. Like you want to be more experienced as a uh, drop shipper. But like I said, you can do medical stuff and not have, not be involved in things that like require insurance. Like things that require insurance are like sleep apnea machines. Yeah. But that's really the only one I know of. Hey, on the, uh, on the subject of the email signature, um, when I was on the call with the student today, we were talking about AI content and Google and the reason why the email signature is so worthless is because I feel like we're kind of just like at war with the internet in a way. Who is like, I don't know. Like we are like, like SEO kind of. Yeah, like if you're doing SEO, like SEO by its definition is like a black hat strategy. Like Google's, they say like if you're doing things to increase your search rankings intentionally, you know, so it's all, I don't know how else to say it. It's just. Yeah, it's like dancing around the point. It's like, it's like decorating your sword almost. You know, the email signature. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Yeah. People can buy from the site and then forward to insurance and maybe get reimbursed. I don't think that's what he's talking about. I think he's saying that. I think he's talking about the medical thing with the insurance. Oh, 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 taking insurance. Like, oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, There's certain things that, like, you need to have, like, a prescription for. Right. I thought that's that's how I interpreted it. I thought you meant you have to have a special insurance to sell some sort of medical, like certain types of medical equipment. I would, I, I assumed he meant like working with insurance companies with medical equipment because, I mean, what is it depends on what the medical equipment is like. Something like a like a scooter, like a, a mobility scooter. You don't need insurance, like special medical insurance for that. Is that medical equipment? 
Like, I don't know. Anyway, those are all things that you can figure out and understand, you know, once you're actually doing it. So not something to get hung up on, you know, off rip, as they say. Joe, I want to clip that that um, thing of you going Gary V. That's a nice <laughs> short right there. Yeah, it's good stuff. But no one answered in the chat. Like, what do you, you know, what do you want to do? You want to just see they us? Said they want to see this. They say they want to see uh, suppliers, contact suppliers. What are the convos? Live calls for suppliers, suppliers, space junk, finding suppliers. I don't want to do that. MJ said, is Kindle publishing still viable? I'm really interested in that as well. However, I hear different opinions regarding it. I mean, I feel like the reason I don't want to do the supplier stuff is because there's just not really much to it. It's we like just the, did it all. It's like the least involved part of anything. Yeah, we, we, we did it. It's done. You just it's call it and you follow up with them. It's like, I guess, I don't really have like a good analogy for it, but it's like once you call five suppliers and then once you get your store running and you're making sales, like there's no need to even, like it's not even something you would think about asking someone, like once once you do it. Yeah. There's only, yeah, you can only be in your head about it for so long. Once you just do it, it, it becomes apparent how to do it. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, it's not like attracting a mate or something. <laughs> you don't have to be like a pickup artist where, I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're calling some friggin' sh schmuck up, you know, in <laughs> Illinois or whatever. Yeah, it's not like a complicated conversation where there's like body language and, you know, you got to know this and know that. And you got you to portray some sort of confidence, I guess, but, you know. And you know you get rejected. So what? You know, they don't even know. They don't even know what you look like. Exactly. But Joe, go go to Empire Flippers. Why? Because he's asking if, if is Kindle publishing still viable. Damn, he's exit out of the notepad. Go to the. Oh market. no! Oh, we did it. Okay. Uh, change the monetizations. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't. What? Culinary books. <laughs> All right. Shit. Is it viable? Chat GPT, where are you at? Make me some recipe. Honestly, I asked Chat GPT. I was like, um, I was asking you for suggestions to how to use Chat GPT to make niche sites. And recipes was one of the things that it spit out. And I thought, oh, wow, that's kind of like a good Wait, idea. it's back up, Joe. It's up. It's up. Let's go. Oh, hold on. I got to see if I could log into it. Hold on. Let me um, let me close this out. For Wait, but let's just talk about this for a second. Recipes. Culinary. Wait, go open the listing. Open the listing. Holy shit. <laughs> I want to read the, the description. Damn. 
so <laughs> 49 books, four languages. So realistically, he made like 12 books and then just translated them all into different languages. That's what I'm talking about. Getting things into orbit. Yeah. So he put it on Ace. Wait. He's making money from, from Audible for freaking recipes? Well, I don't know if they're – I guess we don't know for sure if they're recipes. Well, please – oh, yeah. That's true. Comes with a team of three Ghost Riders, blah, 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 blah. One book was suspended in December 2020. For making people click to the back <laughs> through, through all the different languages. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's viable. If you go back, um, I want to see if there's like actually like romance stuff. People are still putting out uh, fiction. <clears throat> I mean, people, well, the fact is people are. Well, well wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on, Mike, Mike, Mike. Didn't you have a student message us the other day? Or message you the other day that was like, bro, you changed my life. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was on a, a land call with him. He's like, bro, I'm making man money off Kindle. Thank you. Like, I didn't know. Yeah, and you asked him to come on the show, and he's like, uh, he want, he's going to want something for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you changed my life, bro. Okay, come on the show. What are you going to give me? You can't You can't do enough for people. Changing their life isn't enough. Look at this one. Oh, my God. ACX and KDP. 12 titles, ebooks, 79 audiobooks, self help topics related to psychology. Mike, <clears throat> this. <laughs> yeah, ACX with the chat GPT, Joe. We didn't think about that. Yeah, wow. Parnick, here we go. Guys, you helped me bigly. Been meaning to reconnect. Thank you, Parnick. I feel like there's a lot of these people. I, I, I you know, it's always. I'll tell you another thing, Joe. I'm sorry to cut you off. We had someone on the, uh, someone reached out via email, said, "Hey, I've been I've been doing your course. You know, they they never really contact us. They they've been doing good. Course changed their life. Whatever. Okay, cool. We'll get you on the show. And now they're out selling their own course." Didn't he come on the show? That's what I'm saying. But he emailed yeah. us and he was like, yo, I've been doing all this. Like, thank you guys so much. Yeah. And there you go. Okay. I mean, listen, I, I don't have any hate. You know, I understand. No, listen, it's fine, but it's just. I'm not one of those people that, you know, there's no. As long as you, I haven't seen his course, but. You know, if you take what we say, put your own strategies to it, you know, whatever. Yeah, best of luck. That's no problem. But um, thank you, Parnik. I don't know. I don't recognize you. But, uh, you know, it's funny that, like, there there are people that we don't interact with that are just probably doing stuff. Like, even back in the day, Joe, when we went on, um, we went on Spencer Hawes' Niche Pursuit podcast, we were selling our course for, like, 500 bucks or something yeah 
Yeah. And I mean, a shitload of people bought it. And this was before like the elite fleet and like support and who knows like what um, people are doing. I remember we found somebody, somebody like used our Shopify affiliate code. And then like we looked up their website and we're like, wow, like somebody's actually doing our, our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. Jim Smith, can you talk more about what goes eventually into selling your company or things you could do along the way to make it more valuable? Um, well, we're selling a site right now. So assuming all that goes through correctly, um, maybe we'll incorporate that into the ep the next episode, like the episode where we have to cover the sale. Yeah. But we do cover this a lot in the course and we do cover it like it's a common thing. Um, we talk about one-on-one -on -one with students on because they all have their unique situations with their store and stuff. So we're kind of coaching one of our students right now on getting his store listed. And he had like a lot of back orders, you know, um, happen over the last year. And it's all about strategy. Like you can't really give a blanket to it. You got to just look at your particular situation, look at your store's history and, um, you know, just decide when the time is right. Yeah. Well, I think that the site, um, that we're going to go over once we sell it, we'll go over some of the numbers and some of the strategy behind the numbers. I think it'll kind of give you some ideas because I think yeah. a lot of it is timing. Timing is really the thing that encompasses all of it. And so, for example, one of the first stores we sold for 133 K, um, you could argue we sold it at a bad time, <clears throat> but then, then the guy that came that we did an interview with uh, interview with Braden on our channel, he came in and sold it at a better time. So yeah. the timing is, is what's very important. But it was good timing for us. I, I feel. Parnick says sometimes it's easier to post a complaint than spend the time to give props. <laughs> Yeah. I wish I know who you were. It's Parnik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Why don't we cut it off here? Yeah, right. It's been a solid, uh... So no two hours? No no five hours? Oh, we did, oh you want to do the two hours? Not necessarily. I, I, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. That's that's the, that's the problem. Yeah. Maybe, I, that's why I, that's why I asked for some uh, uh, some what we should do because I feel like there's stuff that we could do. Like I don't know. Like should we create sites like live on stream? Like I don't I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I like the Empire Flipper stuff. I like looking at that because it's it gives you an idea of what's possible, and it's like. I think people think that we are particularly good at this. And it's like, when I look at empire flippers, I'm like, dude, we suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very true. It's got, what, what is this? What is this selling for? 1.3 million, 12 books. Like what? The, I can't do that shit. Maybe what we should do is we should stream, look at empire flippers and then uh, figure out how we can do what they're doing with ChatGPT. How do you do that? I don't know. 
No, I don't know. I don't know. It was uh, with the I feel like the like recipe recipe books you could do. I like we would look. I would like if we were gonna do it for this, I would go look at Kindle, go through all the listings of books, and see if you could do it with ChatGPT. Amazon merch. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, 95% Amazon Merge, 5% KDP. I mean, we don't suck too bad, Mike. No, but I mean, when you look at some guy selling, you know, 4 million KDP. You don't know if someone's going to buy this, though. Just the fact that that they're able to do this. Most of which are on self empowerment and cooking. Is that together or separate? Yeah, the, <laughs> I don't know. The business has a team of five employees consisting of a project manager who communicates with others. It's so like this is I, I, this this right here is the reason why we don't do it. Yeah. You know, forget. Yeah, junior advertising manager. They got the friggin' marketing team. Forget it. Senior advertising manager. This is another reason. Ooh. Why we don't do it. Number two. This is another reason why we didn't do it. (laughs) So again, remember when I said um we're at war? (laughs) This person this person on this Empire Flippers listing is at war with Amazon KDP. They're using multiple accounts for risk management, separate entities. For each account, accounts have been suspended and reinstated. Reinstated, and so, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it is a balance because with Amazon, you never know what with they're Am- going to do. With Amazon, especially, you know, I don't know why this guy got suspended or reinstated, obviously, but with Amazon and even, I mean, with Google, not so much with Google shopping and everything, but like with SEO and a lot of things, it's always like the rules are, you're always bending the rules. The rules are gray, you know, you're trying to do what you can without breaking the rules, but other people are breaking, I don't know. There are no. no rules, it, it, it is it is a very push pull type situation, right? Because like, even think about the early history of SEO. Google is creating a search engine. The idea of the search engine is you put in what you want to find on the internet, and Google shows it to you. So they say, okay, we're going to do that based off of somebody searches electric bike. We're going to say, okay, we're going to serve the top results as the websites that have electric bike written the most on the page yeah and then people figure out oh if i just write electric bike electric bike electric bike they're going to be at the top and then they're going to reap the benefit of that so then google says no screw you those all get penalized they're out and then they generate a new set of criteria and so yes it's always not people trying to get around the rules but manipulate the rules for their benefit 
and that that I think is even that's it's sports, it's on internet marketing, it's just life, right? Like, like even you know you're you're when you cross the street, like sometimes you jaywalk because there's just no cars. What are you gonna do? Wait for the friggin' light to turn green? Yeah, there's there's rules in life, and some rules are meant to be bent. Yeah. Exactly. Let's answer this last question, then we'll call it. Is Ahrefs a good tool for high-ticket dropshipping? Does it give advantage in some way, such as cutting product research time? No, it doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. It's good for when you get into SEO, but you don't even need it to do SEO for high-ticket dropshipping. You could use it, but not necessary. And I think if you're a beginner, I think tools like this can actually be super confusing. Because they have difficulty scoring. Oh, this this has 200 searches a month. This doesn't fit the criteria of wanting to have something that has 300 searches a month. You have, you have no gauge for what that even means. So you're either just guessing about it or you're following someone's like made up criteria where they're like, oh, a good product has this many searches a month. Google Trends shows this. All these these things that the person that's teaching you this, like they didn't they didn't do those things to become successful. They probably just became successful and then tried to like come up with criteria to sell to you even more misleading than keyword volume for high ticket dropshipping stuff is a keyword difficulty because that's just that's like an ahrefs metric that they came up with based on like the number of backlinks pointing to a page and yeah i was on a call with a student today and he was like yeah i just went for this keyword because it showed zero difficulty and i was like close the tool right now you're not using this anymore just it's just not if you don't know how to use the tool, you know, it's like putting a power saw in my hand. I'm probably going to cut my, cut my hand off or something. Yeah. 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 The, the, you know, you don't need to cut down product research time either. Like, yeah. Some things aren't, aren't worth it to make it more efficient. You want to be in the weeds. You want to immerse yourself. You want to really learn about what you're selling. So on that note, we'll cut it off here. I mean, we almost went the two hours. We could have, we could have did it, but yeah, I I had everything set up to go on the other platforms, but I think I don't know when I pressed it on the stream, it didn't do it. And maybe well, there you go. I don't know why. Anyways, oh, because we didn't add the locations. Okay, all right. Next time. Last time I'll say it. Buildassetsonline.com/slash/plan. This is a once, once in a very, very blue moon do we do this payment plan on all of our products, our courses, high-ticket dropshipping, SEO, Kindle, one-on-one coaching, coaching call, Joe's fading into the darkness. So thank you guys for coming along, hanging out. Until next time, take it easy. Take it easy.